Hello and welcome. Happy New Year's Eve. This is our show for Sunday, December 31st in the Money Players Podcast, All Turf Special at Gulfstream. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, coming to you from my dad's old office on Long Island, just uh, a handful of furlongs. Well, more than that, uh, maybe about 40 furlongs from Belmont Park, actually, where I sit right now, joined by a man coming to you from uh, the other end of uh, I-87. Well, maybe not the other end, but up north there on uh, on the New York Thruway from Saratoga Springs. Very pleased to welcome back to these airwaves, Jonathan Kitchen. JK, happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve, PTF, also known as the day before Texas beats Washington and makes it to the national championship. <laughs> You're pretty pumped about that. Now, is that a is that a hundred percent hard opinion, or is this a a head opinion that will be backed with a wager, or that you recommend backing with a wager as well? Well, look, I mean, when I was in school there, we 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 were we were ripping off ten year ten win seasons under Mac Brown, and then you know two national championship appearances, one victory, lots of bowl victories, the the, the Rose Bowl against Michigan, and then obviously the national championship at USC. We would have beat Alabama if Colt McCoy didn't get hurt. Um, so I will. I recognize a little bit of that swagger in this team that those teams had that has been absent for sadly almost 20 years. And so uh, not 20 years, maybe 15 years. And so, um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I understand that Washington's pretty darn good, but you know, it's, it's when, when, when we, we're one of those schools that when, when we get good, we're really damn good. And I, I think that with a lot of time to prepare and, and a lot of time to get healthy, I, I think we're going to be tough to beat. Now the next game, I don't know. The next game having to play a Michigan or an Alabama, um, you know, I know we beat Alabama at their place. We'll see, but no, I mean, a lot of it's hard. It's just excitement. You know what I mean? Like I, people always ask me when they find out I'm a football guy, they always say, you know, who's your pro team. I always say, uh, whoever I bet on, like, I don't really care about the NFL, but I always say, but I do root for Texas when they lose, it upsets me because you know, it's my alma mater or whatever. So it's exciting too, to be in this final four and to have a chance to, to uh, be on the big stage at eight 45 Eastern on, on, uh, on Monday night and, and see what happens. Where will you be watching? Home. Yeah, we'll be chilling. We'll be we'll be here um, in Saratoga, and and uh, we'll just be watching it here, and and then we head to Austin like the next day or two. Um, so hopefully we'll be in Austin when the national championship happens the week after. Um, I think it's a week after. Maybe it, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a week after. I think that's right. Yeah, they, I think they give them a few days before they get. I think it's the following Monday, as a matter of fact. So yes, that's it. That's it exactly. So they'll have a week. That would be super fun. What about New Year's Eve? I've always been well, always since since I was about 22 years old. I've always thought of it as amateur night. Always just as happy to have maybe a quiet meal out. Actually, uh, five years ago, right after the opening, I had a lovely New Year's Eve dinner at uh, at Salivo. But very often, it's just you know hang with the family at, at home kind of thing, maybe an excuse to bust out a nicer bottle of champagne than we would have otherwise. How about you? How important to your social calendar is New Year's Eve? No, it's not important at all. Like I agree with you. You know, it's, 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 you know, I, we go out once a week, you know, some people go out once a month. So it, I think the people that go out once a month act a little silly on New Year's Eve and they got to get after it a little, they chase the night a little hard. You know, I, I've got no problem falling asleep before the ball drops. I got no problem you know, watching the ball drop and then going to sleep. And I also have no problem staying up till three. If the, if the night really deserves it, takes it that way. I, one time this really, this guy, he's a complete idiot, but he did say one smart thing to me a long time ago. He said that, 
<laughs> you can't that. say who it is. You'll text me who you're talking about. It's no, I'll, I'll tell you who it is. It was my old manager at, at when I used to work at Journey Shoes. Okay, <laughs> my old manager when I was in like high school. This is the content and, people are here for, by the way. But yes, yeah, he told he 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 told us one time. He, he like thought he was the smartest guy in the room. He was like, "Look, guys, this is the thing." all these people in the world, they love to celebrate just to say it's because it's the day. But I, I've been around people that celebrate because they have something to celebrate. And that's when you're supposed to let loose, when you have something to celebrate. And I was like, oh, okay. And I thought about it. It's like, that's yeah, you know, smart. when you're, when you've had a huge big year, you've done something in that year that you want to accomplish or that you're happy about, then hell yeah. Then celebrate New Year's Eve. is like, you know, on to 2024, but you know, whatever. I just, I, I think if you, if you go crazy every new year's Eve and it's like, who gives a shit, you know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Perrin has already informed me that we will be staying up to watch the ball drop. She's extremely resentful of the fact that he's got a memory, like an elephant, this kid, apparently last year, I said I was going to take a nap or something and wake up for it. And I never did. And I haven't heard the end of it for 365 days. So there'll be a little bit of extra caffeine for me. Uh, I will be staying up to watch that, but I don't think there will be any going out uh, unless something very, very unforeseen happens. I will say this. I do love a good gamble on, uh, on New Year's Eve. And we got plenty of opportunities with the way the calendar falls. We've got, uh, we've got some NFL action going to be happening. Boy, the NFL has not been kind to me of late, but that's another story. But we do have horse racing as well in the form of this all-turf pick three, and I'm looking forward to getting after it. The bet starts on this Sunday with race number five. We've got two-year-old maidens going a mile and a 16th on the Gulfstream turf. JK, how you want to light this candle? Yeah, I thought this race was impossible. Like I, I'm going to use four horses in here and hope and just and just hold my breath, right? Um, I don't have numbers, but like one, two, three, I've got the numbers, four, five, six. I, I I'm good help. now. Six. I'm going to use the six, eight, nine, and ten. I'm going to use the two Cassie runners, um, starting with the ten street earnings. This horse took money both times for Mark. First time out, going short on the grass on the dirt. Now getting a chance to go a little bit further uh, is a half to soup and sandwich who was on the derby trail once upon a time. Sure. So understand the, the, the trying of the dirt. I think the soup and sandwich thing at least just confirms that the horse will probably go just a tad bit longer. And let's just see if the street boss comes out to kind of help with the turf situation. Um, I'm going to use the other Cassie as well. I, you know, it, 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 I just, the horse ran fine enough with a little bit of trouble last time, didn't really have a whole lot to set, to run into. And then the eight and the six, they're just the kind of the horses that have the numbers that make the most sense. So not a strong opinion here. I'll get a little bit uh, more clever later, but six, eight, nine, and 10. And I guess my top pick would be the 10. If you're forcing me to give one. I'm forcing um, you, JK. We need that for our In the Money Plus people. Now, granted, on In the Money Plus, you can say no top pick. But if you, you know, even if you'd press it one time or whatever, or you just like it faster or advising somebody who wanted to only bet one horse what they might do for action, that's enough for me to call it a top pick if you want to make it the 10. Okay, that's fine. I'm, 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 I dig it. I twisted your arm there. Well, to, to your point about how hard the race is, you came up with four. I came up with three. There's only one that's the same. That's number nine, Tour the City. I just like the fact that this horse was never going better than late in that off-the-turf race without the benefit of a setup. Just looked like one who should go better here. Second race off the layoff and also second time as a gelding. Others I wanted to include the three Admiral Nimitz. Now, we did this without... Um, Morning lines, I suppose this is a horse that has a chance to maybe get hammered, but I'm hoping if there's anything resembling a decent price, this horse um, 
coming back, having been cut, first time gelding, and just, you know, really nice blood for this kind of an assignment and, and just catching what could be a very modest group. I wanted Admiral Nimitz on there. And then I had an extremely goofy one that I more of like a feel pick on. I don't do a lot of feel picks, but more of a feel pick than anything else. This horse um, raced against much weaker in the first outing and was a zillion to one and really passed some tired horses with the benefit of a setup. So those are all negatives, but I'm still going to make sure I have at least a dollar on the seven, no plebeian, mainly because the horse should be a massive price. And watching it back, I do think the horse moved into the fastest part of the race. So maybe it's not just a total flatter job. Um, Trainer Braddy, David Braddy has very strong, better than average numbers second out. And then, uh, you know, he's also by the only grade one winner that you and I ever owned, JK, long on value. Maybe that little bit of a hunch pushes me over the edge to include uh, no plebeian in this spot. Can you get down with that or you think I'm out to lunch? I mean, I always got time for uh, for for long on value. And, and look, I, I mean, look, I don't have a strong opinion. Obviously, I think the race is, you know, there's there's just not a lot to grab on to. You know, there's, there's not a lot to lean on. There's not like this horse who had this big race or this big number or this big trouble or this big trip or this big pedigree or this got bet first out or the big workout. It's just like there's nothing to latch on to. Yeah. And that makes you a little more tolerant of, of flaky inclusions. I'm, I'm of taking course, no problems. Race number eight, we move to next. It's stakes action. Abundantia stakes. We're going five furlongs. We've got a big full field in this spot. And I thought that Lady Milagro was interesting. There, there's supposed to be a lot of speed on time form US, but I really like Jaramillo as a gate rider. And I thought from that inside draw, might be able to put it to good use and prove to be the best speed from the rail. That's one I definitely want to mention. I definitely want to mention the three choose joy. This horse is in form. I thought was pretty good. The last turf sprint had an opportunity to be the best closer. If it does pan out the way that the time form U.S. pace algo suggests it does. But I guess the real question of the race and what I'm still a little bit on the fence on, I, I did include as an A, but want your opinion. What do we do with Twilight Gleaming in here? Well, I'm singling. I mean, you know, Wesley does well with horses off of breaks, especially the talented ones. I mean, this is like a stakes type of horse who... Yeah who who's had some success and, and, you know, the type of horse that shows up in some sort of breeder's cup, you're not really like, Oh, that's weird. You know, it, it I just, I just, um, yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, and she's drawn perfectly outside. She's got speed. She gets IRAD. Um, yeah, I've got no problem singling her in this spot. Did you have a particular excuse for the last run or do you think it's just a case of went too fast that day. And this is much yeah, weaker. Just got hooked. Yeah. I got a hundred percent got hooked and was inside there in the duel and will be outside here. So outside most drawn speed is another reason to maybe be a little bit forgiving. And yeah, I am going to leave twilight gleaming in the mix. So I'll call it one, 10, three, your 10. Did you want to name check any other or number check any others, or you're just going to live and die? No, I'm going to be, I'm going to just be ice cold there. Yep. All righty. Let's move on to the last race. For this show, last race of the year for In The Money Media. Yeah, by the time things come out, I think it will be. Because there is another, there is a Saturday show covering Turfway and Santa Anita. But you know what? I'll wait to drop this until that one publishes. So this will be the last race we do in uh, in 2023. What a year it's been. 4.34, the schedule post time for this. More stakes action at the listed level. Oh, I love this. The uh, 
the 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 Janus or Janus stakes. You know who Janus is in, in mythology? I just know Janus, uh, whatever, Antetokounmpo or whatever his name is, the, the guy that travels all the time and takes forever to shoot free throws and misses a lot of threes. <laughs> he, he, was, he was a figure in mythology. I don't know if he was a god, but he's often represented as like a door facing both ways. So it's sort of perfect for the last race of the year, right? Because you're sort of, the door's open to look back. The door's open to look forward. There's something clever about this name. I didn't describe it well, but I like it. And I'll look it up later and then tell you on a future show, everything I did wrong. We're back to the five furlong configuration, JK, on this Gulfstream Park turf. Some familiar names in here. When it comes to this final all turf Gulfstream pick three of the year, final race of the year for us, here at ITM, how are we going to get paid? I'm going to single a Coppola who, mm-hmm. who I think it, it flashed it throughout the year, a couple times flashed some of that. Whoa, this, this, this might be a legit turf sprinter. Yep. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to single a him and then I will single B. Yes. I am free drawn to the far outside. Um, just a you know, horse that has some tactical speed, but also has some nice numbers. And I love the draw for this horse, right? You can just kind of just see where everyone else is going to do, try to make some decisions from out there. So uh, those are the two that I'll use. We see it exactly the same. I did mention one third one, but Coppola, it would be fitting too, as we sit down with the owner, uh, the owner of uh, Sport of King Stable might be coming into our fold, JK, as a new partner. I'd love to see them close slash open the year with a big winner. Maybe that'd be a good sign of things to come. I just think Coppola, love the name too, as a, a big Godfather at all fan uh, conversation and whatnot, but looks like a horse who's better turf sprinting and just really should go super well at this level. I did think that, uh, yes, I am free, made all the sense in the world. Another who could potentially be the best speed in this spot should improve second off a layoff. And then I did think Bad Beat Brian has some form lines that would really beat this field up pretty good if we get back to one of the good races there. Maybe going a little bit off form of late, but I didn't particularly want to get beat by Bad Beat Brian. And I thought that maybe there was a way to responsibly work this one in as a B horse. What do you make of Bad Beat Brian? Yeah, I just don't trust the horse. And, and he doesn't have a, he has had some early speed, but I don't think he's as fast as some of these other horses. And he, you know, he's, he could just be tailing off. I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't really think he had a huge excuse last time. I think no. he might appreciate maybe a little bit further as well. Yeah. That's all, all fair points. I just, uh, you know, some of those form lines, if I can work him in there, obviously, you know, <laughs> it was a long time ago now to repeat of that Shaker town run. You would, you would assume would, would, uh, would look pretty good in this spot. Well, there you have it. There's our analysis of this all-turf pick three for New Year's Eve. JK and I will be back. We're going to be covering these all-turf pick threes at least throughout the month of January. Lots of great stuff coming up at Gulfstream Park. Big stakes action on Saturday, as we did a whole show about. And, uh, of course, it's all going to be leading up to the Pegasus. Some of these stakes horses will be coming back on that Pegasus card. So win, lose, or draw, or whether you're playing or even just listening to this after the fact or whatever, these are races that are going to be worth going over with a fine-tooth comb, looking for trip notes, getting your trips all right, especially if you're going to be looking to play in that big Pegasus contest coming up in just a few weeks' time. There are still some qualifying opportunities for that one. Check the Gulfstream website or Horse Tourneys if you want to get involved in that. Happy New Year, my friend. Been fun working with you this year and looking to much more as we enter 24. Any closing thoughts? 
Uh, hook them horns. <laughs> Good stuff. This show's been a production of In the Money Media. I'm Peter Thomas Fornatal. May you win all your photos.